And that shit's recording? That shit is recording. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. Uh, okay, so I would say welcome to Earth Special Forces Podcast, but actually me and Andrew have decided to get- Andrew a, and I. Oh, it's fuck. fucking pleb. We have a camera now, so we're trying to do something different. We, we're renaming the podcast. So instead of this being season two, episode five, Earth Special Forces- Big black dicks in your mouth. Now we're gonna- Episode yeah, one. Yeah, get used to this. I don't have like, uh, you know, Dave Rubin money to have like myself mic'd up, so I'm gonna have this thing in my face, but I'm gonna do my best to, to do the levels. But yeah, I mean, now we're changing our podcast name to The Absurd Podcast. We like, it's not that we don't like Dragon Ball Z anymore, it's that we need a name that was more relevant to like our philosophy and what we're doing, because we really seem to be into like irreverent humor. Yeah, that's for sure. I think it's our brand. Yeah, I mean, you got to, you know, you could be offended by something or you could laugh at it, you know. That, I mean, what, I don't know if it was Oscar Wilde said, but like, you know, humor is tragedy plus time. And we're, and we're, there's, also, there's also a philosophical bent to this. The absurd actually, refer, if any of you guys ever took philosophy class, <clears throat> one of the first things you do is existentialism, which is like the study of like what the, the, the study of existence itself. <clears throat> and there's something the absurd is that where that word comes from? Yeah, the absurd actually comes from the um the existential studies which say like okay, well if there's no god and everyone's going to die and the universe is going to get destroyed someday, then how do you find meaning in a meaningless universe? And that's called the absurd. And then people who don't accept the premise are said to be acting in bad faith. And there's this is whole thing. Now of course we use these words in real life for other things like bad faith for being like not being a sincere actor in a conversation and also you know, the absurd, like, oh, it's absurd, it's ridiculous, but redi all these terms come from, like, actually, like, f philosophers. But anyway, so, yeah, we're the absurd now. The absurd. The absurd podcast, actually. The absurd. We'll use, we'll use all three words. Are we going to do, well, because I think when I went ahead and I started, like, scooping up names for it, I, I picked up also the absurd, because in reality, it's not just focusing on the absurd. We're still going to bring you reasonable content. Yeah, the absurd. Look, obviously everything's tongue in cheek. I mean, when I think when Sam Harris said that, I just want to be able to make sure that yeah. we let people know what the actual title is. Are we gonna go the absurd are, podcast? Right? Are we gonna try to find that? Because what I had grabbed was also the absurd, absurd, absurd. So the name of the brand now is also the absurd. Yeah, because it sounds it good. Absurd. It's like ATA. Okay, it's gonna I don't hard, know. It's gonna hard to start everything with like a fucking what is that? A, a preposition? The conjunction? I don't know. Also, function word. What's well, that? I thought that that was like kind of like the principle, but you know what? Honestly, we could hash all that out. Well, look, fuck anyway, I'm, just I'm, fucking keep your ears open and I'm, your eyes open. I'm calling it the absurd podcast. Now, of course, by the way, we're looking at a camera. We can't see what the camera's showing us. So, like, I don't know if I look funny. Obviously, my fly's open because I'm fat, but like, I can't, I can't see. You know what? I'll open up my fly so that <laughs> you don't feel alone. Here we go. I mean, I don't think they can see under the table though. Hopefully not, because I'm jacking you off. Oh my god. Oh, I forgot we're on camera. I can't like lie anymore. Oh well. Anyway, so today's podcast is brought to you by. Rocky Patel, uh, Special Reserve, Sun-Grown Maduro, which is delightful, uh, and then also Basil Hayden. So here we go. We're going to... Yeah, uh, guys, we got all our goodies here. We got a bag full of shit. We got our booze. Cheers to you. There cheers you to you. Hopefully you're drinking something too because they don't make wine. this... Portugal's a country. Look it up. <laughs> right out of the bottle because we're classy as fuck. Oh, my God. Okay. What's today's date? <laughs> <laughs> Today's date is January the 9th. It is a Thursday. Of 2020. And it is approximately 6.04 in the evening. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a very balmy, probably 72 degrees, maybe a little bit lower. It feels colder. I brought my jacket out. This, it's obviously windy today, so you're going to get a little bit of that. It's dark. We'll try to record earlier in the days in the future, but this is what we're doing for our first one. This is our, this is our fun little pilot. Exactly. Well, fuck it. Let's just get into it. All right, let's get into it. Let me just look at my notes here. Oh, that's right. I ran. <laughs> oh, well, should we? <laughs> the cloud hanging over everyone's head for the last, I don't let's, know, let's, let's 20 go. years. Okay. Let's let's skip the 1979 revolution, move right up to like last week when Donald Trump killed General Soleimani. Oh, okay. So we'll just skip through, uh, you know, all the important parts. I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, Donald Trump killed a general. Other other uh, commanders in chief or presidents in the past have had the opportunity, but they didn't think it was worth the risk. They wanted to try appeasement. You know, like, like Chamberlain with Hitler, and that didn't really work out. So, yeah, I mean, General Soleimani flies in a plane into Iraq. Iraq is kind of like both a puppet state or it's kind of like, you know, they have their democracy now that we've managed to create, but, like, it's very fragile. They're still a client state of Iran, and then America has a lot of power, too, because we're obviously stationed there, and, and um, we're not administering the country, but we're certainly providing the security of it. Absolutely. So, anyway, Iran... So, a little background. I mean, Iran has something called the Quds Force. Think of it as, like, um, their external branch operations. Like, kind of like, we have the CIA, but that's more, like, espionage and, like... Clandestine and covert cl clandestine operation. operations. This yep. is more like... 
okay, here's a billion dollars. I want you to go train fucking rebels. I want you like, I want you to, like create chaos around the world and like, because the whole point is to export the revolution. Iran is actually a revolutionary country. It's the Islam, it's the revolutionary Islamic Republic, you know. So like, um, that's why like the the, the regular military is called the Revolutionary Guard. So anyway, the Quds Force, which by the way, Quds means um means Jerusalem in Persian or Farsi. Get your heads out of the gutter. It's not that kind of coups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the uncouth force. No, the coups force, it means Jerusalem. The whole point is like to export the revolution someday take back the entire Middle East, including Jerusalem. Obviously, um, so anyway, look, these guys fuck around. They're constantly, they've, caught, they've killed hundreds of Americans, both directly and with their militias that they fund. And yeah, Trump, you know, had one of his usual bad days on Christmas vacation down in Palm Beach, Florida. Yeah, and he said, fuck, fuck it, kill him. Fuck him. <laughs> Probably over like a piece of cheesecake, too. Yeah, it was kind of interesting, too, because I guess the report was that, like, you know, the, the Joint Chiefs laid out several options. You know, hey, this is probably like the least likely to cause, you know, a reprisal, this, that, and the other. And uh, he was like, no, 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 let's, pl- let's, let's use the nuclear option. That's I, guess, I guess we should talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So generally, when you present a world, anyone who saw The Simpsons movie, if you saw the Simpsons movie, they do a funny thing where like Arnold Schwarzenegger is the president, and they say like you have five options, and they say and he's like okay, I pick option two. He's like no, option four, no, and then eventually he gets to the option that the deep state wants him to take, and he says okay, that one. But um, normally in real life, they give you a weak option, a moderate option, a heavy option, and the heavy option is supposed to be so ridiculous that you pick like the middle option to look you know you don't you don't want to look soft, but you don't want to be like overzealous. But Trump just said yeah, fuck it, I want the best option. It's the most exciting one. Absolutely. And some would argue that it was supposed to be cover because of the whole impeachment thing and this, that, and the other. But we can get into that. But yeah, I mean, on. there's always. I mean, obviously, like no matter what, like if you don't like what people are saying, you change. One thing that Trump is good at is changing the conversation. Every time you think you got this motherfucker, he just says something ridiculous or does, some, or does something else, and then people people what are, are talking about do? that. Teflon done. Yeah. Anyway, so look, Trump, fuck. So General Soleimani. He flies. He flies from Iran to Iraq, which, by the way, is across the border. They they bore each other. You guys don't know your map. Anyway, <laughs> that's true. Did yeah. you see the uh, the thing? It was a poll, and they asked, I forget who did the poll. Maybe like Reuters or something like that. And they asked uh, some sample size of Americans to identify where Iran was in the map. And some people actually put Iran in the the contiguous United States. It was something like twenty eight percent of Americans could only correctly identify where Iran was on a map. They're idiots. Yeah. Well, fucking duh. Yeah, look, I'm not. I'm not here to like promote some crazy ideology that Americans are like super well educated. I mean, that's obviously not. No superpower in the history of the world has a super educated population. Population because that's not in the interest of you the need government. A military. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the government doesn't have an interest. Like George Carlin, like the government doesn't have an interest in you being capable of like critical thinking. They just want you smart enough to pay your taxes. Correct. And not like constantly slaughter each other. Okay. Anyway, so Trump depends on what population Trump was. was a, it was, was it a drone or was it just a missile? Uh, I think it was a missile launch from a drone. Okay, so he droned the fuck out of this guy. Wong. Everything was left gone except for his hand. With the, they identified him. Anyway, I guess we could talk a little bit about the, the political aspect of this. It was amazing watching America, like not, not especially the Democratic runners, including oh, yes. people I support, like Andrew Yang. I mean, people, yeah. people running for president, like, they like, oh, well, Trump did, so it must be bad. Like, yep. And so people were like, apo- people were saying, like, oh, I apologize for America for oh, killing a- Jesus a, Christ, Rose McGowan on Twitter. Killing a murderer. Uh, Michael Moore published an entire tweet that was in uh, Arabic, and it basically said, like, I'm a humble citizen Was it in Arabic America. and not Persian? Uh, I don't know, man. Because was, he would be stupid enough to do something like that. Does Twitter give you the option to write in fucking Persian? The, it's the same to... script. It's Arabic script, but, like, okay. it's a different language, you know? Like, well, Urdu sure. is also written in Arabic. I just don't fucking know. Fair enough. Well, sorry, I did so, translate so, tweets. So, so, so <laughs> what Andrew's trying to say is he saw squiggle lines on Twitter, and he knew yeah. that it was that Arabic-type yeah, yeah, language. That, that, <laughs> that fucking trash. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it was pretty ridiculous of... Uh, I'm getting, I'm, so, I'm getting, I'm getting lost in thought here. Okay, so anyway, he fucking like yeah, the 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 liberals running for, oh, sorry, the Democrats running for president. I don't want to like misuse terms. Yeah, tarnish their reputation. Yeah. yeah, I mean they were freaking out and they were they were saying things like you know this is an act of war, uh, you know this is illegal. Uh, technically, the legal defense for Trump I think is actually pretty solid, which is that he's actionable. He's yeah. the leader of a mil- of of a force that literally goes around killing people. So he's he's actually, what's the word? Oh my god. What's his name? Jay Johnson an used it on he, MSNBC. Not an active I can't measure, but yeah. the point, he's actionable. He's a real fuck. Yeah, he, he's in the field. Like yeah. he's a target. An he's, actionable he, objective. He's actionable. Like it means Apple you can whatever. make a move on him. Like it'd be one thing if like Donald Trump like droned his house in Iran. That, that would be a violation of sovereignty, and, and that would be an yeah. act of war, to be honest. If he like blew the fucking I whatever the mullahs off the planet. Oh, like, be amazing. He, yeah, they just anyway, they're clerics. I mean, um, me, you know, me and my wife were actually talking about this the other night because we were actually watching something about North Korea, and like it's it's amazing that we live in a time where the countries that are supposed to be like the bastions of like 
of nothing else, reasonableness. I'm not even going to say liberalism or Western, just reasonableness. Like, you know, what does America want the world to look like? It wants a world where people can, like, trade semi-freely, right. vote semi-freely, yeah. uh, move around semi-freely, and do what they want semi-freely. You know, it's, it's about freedom, right. right? Pinch the window. So it's like you, 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 you take out the extreme left and the extreme right. We just want moderate people. Yeah, across so, the you know, and then we have these countries like North Korea, like Iran, and then we have the semi more reasonable actors like China and Russia. But again, then these people are creating a world that we want to live in. Nobody in the, around the world, and I don't just mean the West. I mean nobody wants to be Russian or Chinese or Iranian or or even Saudi. Nobody wants that type of life. Nobody wants people want to be free. It's one thing, I, you know, I go back and forth when it comes to libertarianism, but what people intrinsically want to be free to like, at least do the normal thing, like get married, have children, and, and like do what they want without being feared of their government kidnapping, exercise them. their God-given rights. Yeah, exactly. Their inalienable rights. The ones that don't come from the fucking state. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, and we don't act on these things. We don't act on we don't act on North Korea. We don't act on Iran. We certainly don't act on fucking Russia or China because, so you know what do we do? We fuck around in places where where we feel comfortable. Sure, sure. And it, it's a terrible thing. But yeah, I, you know Trump's a fucking idiot, and I think he's a threat to the republic. But killing terrorists is fine. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and it's funny. It's good that you use that term because I mean, since I think like the early two thousands, uh, Soleimani was actually on like the terrorist list. Like I mean, he's been identified as a person who is essentially exporting terrorism with a state backer across the globe. So it's not like this dude was just some sort of <clears throat> statesman who was like, oh, you know, whatever, fuck it, let's just see what happens. Yeah, we didn't kill the Ayatollah. We killed a general. Yeah, a general who's like. Who's like inspires his followers? He, by the way, for the record, he's charismatic. He's effective. He's good looking. I don't deny the fact. Are we still talking about Trump? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Some people are posting memes like Ch Donald Trump killed Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Arab Sean Connery. Um, yeah. It was, the memes have been great though. I mean, uh, like whether it's like uh, you know for World War Three coming, and it's like oh you know me and the boys like preparing for world war three or whether or not it was uh the trump memes that were like it, i saw one with his face superimposed on a magician's body and it was like for my next trick i'll have democrats defend iran uh, and, yeah you know whatever funny. yeah good gotcha i things. mean like, like so so besides the, the democrats doing the usual thing which is like anything trump does must be bad and like apologizing for america i don't apologize for anyway the um god so iran does this usual thing says like oh my god like you know this you know, there will be dire consequences. We're we're gonna pay. We're gonna get vengeance and blood. All this dumb shit. And what they actually did was quite interesting. I, I did again. Maybe they're smarter than you think. They literally shot missiles at a base, but purposely missed all the targets. Right. I don't think they're stupid enough to miss. I think they purposely missed their target. The whole idea was like. Like, they had to save their face, so they launched some missiles, but they literally hit and yeah. killed nobody because they knew if they killed servicemen, Donald Trump, at the end of the day, I know people like to say he's a liar, he's not a man of his word. Actually, when it comes to certain things, he will just do it. Yeah. Because we, so, like, they knew, like, if they actually retaliated. Right. And it gave them all the cover yeah. in the world to go ahead and, you know, you know, propagandize. So they, you know, oh, uh, immediately overnight, multiple Iranian outlets were saying that they killed as many as 60 American soldiers and this, that, and the other. So they got their... Their, that's their, their bullshit media, right, but yeah, no one else listens or believes that crap. But the thing that was really interesting to see, though, is that, like, even, like, mainstream outlets, like, over, you know, at the beginning of the night, like, during when the attack, the missile attack started, they were saying, like, you know, breathlessly reporting that, like, American casualties were happening, and there was nobody who was, like, sitting there except for, like, a Not few, one. like, yeah, mm. that a few moderate people on the right that were just like, hey, listen, let's just wait until we get an official report before we start saying that we're about to go to World and War And to III. make things more interesting, so, Iran knows that when it launches missiles, that there's a chance that there'll be an automatic response from other bases in the region. Of course. So they turn on their anti-aircraft technology, but they're fucking morons because they also have an international airport. Yeah. And they fucking toasted this fucking Boeing plane. Ukrainian, 300 yeah. people. Fucking yeah, it was supposed a. to go to Kiev and then Kiev to fucking Toronto. Yeah. And so, like, they killed, I don't know, it was like 80 Canadians. Yep. Uh, uh, obviously some Europeans as well, a few Germans, this and that. Obviously some Persians. Sure. You know, but the, yeah, I mean, they killed... A, an undue amount of Westerners in the same country like Canada, which the, year, the day before said, like, how could Donald Trump do this? Then had to backpedal be like, like Justin Trudeau's announced today, like, Iran has to has to provide answers. And by the way, again, he's Did he do thing. it in brown face? So Iran, of, of course, immediately denied that that, that anything happened. So like, oh, the, the, the plane was on fire in the air. We don't know what happened. Yeah. But then everyone started showing, like, their... Yeah, cell the phone radar videos. Equipment. Yeah, cell yeah. phone videos, radar equipment showing, like, you know... And you can clearly hear, like, the three blasts. There's, like, anti-aircraft fire, connection with the target vehicle... 
Yeah, crash. They, they shot down a commercial plane, yeah. it, and it's it's obvious. Like, look, by the way, this has happened. I'm not going to sit here and be like, America's never shot down a plane before. We've shot down two commercial planes in our history by sure. accident, and we apologize, and, and we immediately admit it, and we paid all the victims millions of dollars, yeah. including one time it was an Iranian plane. You know, I was going to say. But, uh, but again, like, Iran said, like, the Americans and Boeing do not get to review the v, uh, not the VFR, the fucking, uh, the flight data record. FD, mm. yeah, 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 FDR and the fucking... Um, all the bullshit. Anyway, they won't do it because they, they they knew they'd be busted. But the fact that they thought they could even hide, sweep this under the rug when there's like like everybody's military around the world that's worth its weight in salt can show whenever like a missile is deployed. Right. And so <laughs> yeah. they show missile deployed. Then five seconds later, plane explodes. Yeah. Contact. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, they're they're totally busted, and it's gonna be really interesting. Like they've lost any goodwill they because there are people that are sympathetic to regimes around the world, including Iran, and. And they lost all their sympathy in 24 hours because they fucking killed they killed a commercial airliner. I mean, yeah. these people really cannot get out of their own way. Yeah, which is crazy, too, because, I mean, if there wasn't all that technology, I guess the that Boeing plane that went down was a 737, and they've been having all those problems with the... Uh, yeah, the triple max, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah 737 max. So, yeah, mm. I mean, it, you reasonably could have blamed it on that if you weren't so fucking stupid, but... No, oh, I well. mean, yeah, I mean, they really fucked around, and... Um, yeah, let me look at what I got here. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. Iran, Soleimani, left response, plane shot down. <laughs> okay. Solid. Burned so, through those. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's really has been, But, yeah, it seems like right now, uh, yeah, Iran's stepping back. But, of course, they'll still do their regular, like, fucking around. They're still funding militias in Yemen. They're still, they still got Hezbollah and Lebanon in their pocket. Uh, Iran is another, uh, sorry, Syria is another co- client state. They're not going to leave fucking Iraq. They're still going to be fucking around there. But the point is, like, their idea that they were actually going to do, like, a, like, a 9-11 style attack or, or a full-blown attack against the United States, that was all bluster and bullshit because they know the day they do that is right. the day Saudi Arabia, Israel, and America invade Iran and it's gone. Yep. You know, so... It was interesting, though, because, I mean, I don't know if you saw the video, I'm sure you did, where uh, I guess it was some during an Iranian parliament meeting or something of that to that effect uh, where they were talking about, how, oh, I guess the tr- rough translation were saying that, like, oh, the American people aren't our enemies. This is like, you know, we want to... Uh, destabilize the uh, the United States government, not necessarily like kill any innocent uh, yeah, people luck. in, yeah, in America or whatever. And mm-hmm. so, like, it just is kind of weird because it, it really kind of gives them at least a little bit of cover where they can say, "Oh no, our intent's never to harm American citizens. It's only to destabilize the government." People literally say that. So back in the day, people say, "What do you mean by death to America?" And they try to cover. Says, "Oh, we mean like death to the American government." Yeah, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, but it's all bullshit. It's like when they say like, uh, yeah, it's like everyone who's like against Israel. They say like, "Oh, you know, I have no problem with Jews. Right. I just don't think the only Jewish state should exist." <laughs> and it's like, okay, imagine telling people right now like, "I have no problem with Italians. I love their food, love the people, love the language, but I don't think there should be a country called Italy." I mean, they could just go to France and Spain and Portugal and Romania. We don't need them there. There, there are other places for them to live. Yeah, it's all bullshit. It's all, it's all, what do you call it? the bait and switch? Right. I'm with you, but yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we're not afraid on this podcast to say fuck Iran. I mean, like, it's not, it's not hard. I mean, yeah, what are they I do? like Persian people. I Come them- find me. I live at one two five five Bunker Hill Street. Yeah. <laughs> the um, you know, I meet Persians on vacation, the moderates, and they're great people, and they know they're they're prisoners in their own country. And um, and by the way, yeah, that's another thing too. The media shows like the people that are on the payroll of the government who have to go to these funerals right. and like worship uh, Soleimani. Amazing. Yeah, but like they don't show like down the street people that are literally handing out like cakes and cookies and stuff because like uh, as per like Middle Eastern like tradition, like when something good happens, you bake random baked goods and you yeah. hand them out to your neighbors. And uh, and yeah, I mean like yeah, I mean Iranians hate this fucking the ones obviously the people that don't support the regime but it's it's one of these classic conditions is always where like 25 to 33 percent of the population are radicalized and the other two-thirds are held hostage right and um yeah so yeah most of the people in the world were happy that Soleimani was dead people only anyone who was against it is either a wacko or, or they're playing a political game yeah of course of course gamesmanship yeah the uh that was the thing is that they were saying like oh look at how many people t- uh, turned out for this funeral it's like oh how many people turned out under like threat of violence yeah, yeah. because it <clears throat> they were doing the comparison thing where they were showing like uh Photos from Donald Trump's inauguration before, like, everybody showed up, like, kind of the juxtaposition. And, it, you know, it's... Retarded. Yeah, it's a shame, because it's... it it's it, To act like it, their uh, appearance at the funeral wasn't compulsory, like, come on. My only thing I have to say about this whole situation is, like, I don't... I don't I do believe that the West is lost, and that includes American leadership when it comes to, like, what is the real plan? Because, like, we've been doing this song and dance for 40 years now. Yeah, what, of course. 40? Yeah, right. 40 years. And, um... Yeah, yes, there's the idea you can just run the clock and, like, because most regimes don't last more than 50 years, but sometimes they last 100. 
Sure. You know? And and so I think it's really dangerous in a world with nuclear weapons. Oh yeah. By the way, we gotta get into all these other things. I mean, like Iran said, like okay, we're completely. Well, they didn't say we're out of the. They didn't say we're out of the deal. They just said that they're not gonna do anything that they were required to do under the deal. But we're still in the deal, which is a very hilarious way of like playing both sides. Yeah, like, of course. Oh, we haven't left the deal, but but we're not gonna abide by any of the agreements. So, right. You well, guys, then, you guys broke the contract, not us. That's like saying <laughs> I'm not breaking up with my girlfriend, but I'm gonna do all the things as if I were broken up with her. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're still together, but we're just seeing other people. Yeah. We're on a break. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> and we live together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's, that's a total fuck up. And, um, yeah, again, I think the West does need... I'm not... I'm more than happy to criticize, like, like, stra- like tactics-wise, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, killing so many, awesome. But strategy, like, we need to have a, we can't change our policies every four to eight years based on the commander-in-chief. Yeah. We need, you know, I remember, like, there was this thing, like, uh, like a year ago, Switzerland finished a tunnel that took them 15 years to build right. through a mountain. Yeah. Like, imagine having anything like that in America where it's, like, a long-term plan. It won't happen. It won't <laughs> happen. Like, you look at, like, a lot of the large, like, uh, investment banks, they've already put out projections about what, like, the uh, the EPS hit would be if, you know, someone like a Bernie Sanders gets elected. Because if all it takes is just, like, one signature and they can go ahead and repeal all the, the, the tax, uh, the changes to the tax code and everything yeah. like that. And so all of a sudden, you know, that... I mean, it was it was a huge hit. It was like fifteen to sixteen percent. Several like, I mean, I know it sounds small, but like you're talking about a couple bucks per share when you multiply that by all the float. Like that's a mm. fucking shitload of money for one investment bank. So yeah, I mean, the ripples are far-reaching. Um, what was you were just saying something about? Oh, we're talking about strategy. Stra- so yeah. like, we can't keep playing this game. And yeah, I mean, I would tend to agree. I mean, there was a lot of uh, like, you know, your your isolationist Republicans or libertarians, if you want to call them that, like Rand Paul saying that, like, you know, this this wasn't the right move um, in terms of strategy, but it was definitely the right turn, uh, the right move in terms of eliminating like an obvious threat. Even on the surface, are we? Pro- which is it? Are we doing sanctions and providing maximum international pressure, or are we killing targets? Right. Like, which is it? Yeah, and so, you know, I mean, I could get the argument that, you know, this isn't necessarily our war, and we shouldn't be engaging in any type of conflict that's going to potentially bring more of our boys into harm's way. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, like, you know, you have a, a bunch of uh, video and pictures of troops being mobilized through, you know, our international airports that are on their way over there to be stationed on ready. And, yeah, I mean, that's all, like, it's a shame, but, I mean, there's no guarantees that any of this is going to lead to anything more than just bluster, you know, think, on, on the part of our adversary. At the end of the day, don't get me wrong, like, Iran has played a very good chess game over the last 40 years. They've managed to... To extract keep... billions, hundreds of billions of dollars from the U.S. for oh, nothing. Yeah, no, yeah, they've done their damage to the West. They've done successful terrorist attacks around the world. They're on the world stage. They've conquered certain countries, and I'm using that word "conquered," like you know, places like like Lebanon. I mean, where like their 15-year civil war led to Hezbollah being set in power and like half the Christians being killed and fucking and now they hasn't been a census since 1990 and, and Lebanon because it'll lead to another civil war I mean right. they really have been successful which they're I mean, already on the precipice of anyway they've cost Saudi Arabia I mean a trillion dollars in fucking Yemen I mean like all, all these yeah. like classic fuck ups but um but at the end of the day I mean we just need to be we need to keep things in focus even without America Israel and Saudi Arabia combined would destroy Iran and without America participating, Russia couldn't participate either to protect them. Yep. Which means we would just let them, we'd watch the game like spectators at a soccer match. And yeah, we'd watch Iran get destroyed. And then we'd, now of course, we don't know what's going to rise from the ashes. We don't know if it's going to be a better government. We don't, or we don't know if it's going to lead to instability like Egypt we, we, or Iraq. We don't fucking know. But we do know what we have right now is horrible. And so like the Islamic regime has to fall. I mean, yep. we, fuck theocrats. I mean, I don't know what yeah. else to say. And it's just, well, and it, yeah, it's just whether or not you think that we can have like a cohesive vision of how we, you know, go about toppling that regime, whether it's like through like these like clandestine operations where we let intelligence agencies right. back channel with other foreign powers and let them do the bidding or whether or not, you know, we actually go in and use force, but I mean, eventually something has to give on that side. Here's what I do, but no. So, is that what you the, believe if, or what you know? Mm, Cuz I I heard but no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but no. <laughs> Unbeknownst. Unbeknownst. <laughs> okay, well, here's what I know about history. So you have countries like Spain where the dictator dies and that gets rid of the regime. That's not what we're dealing with here. No. Uh, we're not dealing with a dynasty. The Ayatollah, there'll always be another Ayatollah in the, in the, in the Revolutionary Guard, so that's not going to work. Then there's countries like Portugal where everyone got into the street and protested at the same time and, and they laid down their weapons. That's not going to happen either. The yeah. RCG kills people every month. They're yeah. not afraid to shoot their own right. people. Yeah, hang gays from cranes. And then there's countries like the Soviet Union. Ni- I think 900 people they killed in that last protest. 
Then there's countries like the Soviet Union, which every time there was like a like a kerfuffle in Poland or Czech Republic or stuff like that, they sent in the tanks and they killed people. But eventually, what brought down the Soviet Union is that they ran out of money. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and and that so that works, you know. So, but and Iran, I, I, but Iran has oil. I just want to finish. Iran has oil, so that's not gonna happen either. So like, the only thing that's left is called popular uprising. And popular uprising, I don't. People have to be so desperate. Right. To fucking to be willing to be shot in the face for freedom. Well, this is part of this is what I was just going to say when I was going to interrupt you is that like yeah. I mean people will continually tell you how like things like sanctions are cruel because it really cripples the population too. But mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is is that you kind of in a way like I know it's not the humanitarian thing to do, but I mean you have to put people in a position where they understand that like their regime is the one who are essentially suppressing them, right? So. I've heard about this operational negativity about sanctions before. Like you say, like, oh, I'm sanctioning the country. First, you sanction the leaders, then you sanction the entire country. But then, what that leads to is, like, let's say bread becomes unaffordable, and then people will do one of two things: they'll either blame their government for being so irresponsible that people hate them and putting like these <laughs> sanctions on them, or they'll be like, oh man, because of America, I can't afford bread. Yeah. Fuck, I stand with my regime, and like, so like, that's called operational negativity, you know. So, but ideally, you want people to be so hungry and desperate. Unfortunately, as, as fucked up as that sounds, I know that they, that they overthrow that they overthrow their government. Yeah. Like Russia, 1917. 1905? 1917. Sorry. Bolsheviks. 1905 was the failed failed Bolshevik yeah. revolution. 1917 was when they were successful. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like there's a lot of this on the table. We're talking about like rogue states. There's a lot of like hurry up and wait and let's kick it a can down the road another 10 years. I mean, that's what Obama did with the, with the, right. with the, whatever the fucking deal. Yeah. Deal. Then, um, you know, global warming, climate change, this kind of stuff. Again, it's like later but at least that one might have a technological like component to it that like in the future we could have a technology that can clean up this fucking mess. Sure. But like there's no technology coming down the pipeline to make people less radical. I mean, we have to literally participate in the marketplace of ideas and where conversation fails, bullets have to follow. Yeah. If we if we want to live our values. Or we could just let people suffer. We, there's 26 million slaves in North Korea. There's 90 million slaves in Iran. There's there's literally slavery blocks in Libya. Yep. I mean like now of course you can say that's our fault because the airstrikes. Thanks Hillary. <laughs> My name's Hillary, and you know, she, look, she took a gamble. At the end of the day, she, you know, she's like, "Well, fuck it, let's uh, let's let's topple a government." The, yeah, yeah. The thing is, there's the, nothing to be the gained. weak, the moderate, the strong. Oh well. There's nothing to be gained. The difference is there's no like geopolitical interest in Libya other than the fact that it's a gateway for like the, uh, the fucking oh my god, the illegal immigrant crisis or the migration crisis into Europe. Other than that, I mean, there's no there's nothing geopolitically important about. It. They're not exporting revolution. It's just an unstable country. Yeah. Which was fairly stable until we decided to kill Gaddafi. Yeah, and I'm the first to admit, like, you know, like, well, Gaddafi's a little bit different because he's kind of a wacko. But, like, when it comes to, like, Bathis, people like Assad, and by the way, he's a piece of shit, gassed his own people when his back was up against the wall instead of, like, even Hitler had to do decency after killing everybody to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Jesus. but, uh, but no, I'm saying, like, um, Bathis, like, you know, it means renaissance in Arabic. Like, you know, the re these people had a vision where, like, sure. everyone could live together. Jews, yep. Muslims, Christians, Yazidis, whatever the fuck. Uh, all you need is a is a dictator to suppress all, like, right. strong all opposition. Yeah. Strong man. And, like, and, and they have a secular country, you know. Like, like Saddam Hussein's right-hand man was a Christian. Right. Like, he didn't give a shit about this guy. He wasn't running Islamic State. He right. was killing terrorists yeah. all the time. When he, you know, of course, he was stealing money and beating the shit out of his people. But, like, yeah. but, but, but small the boys, price to pay. Business was running. Business as usual. People were, get, you know, quote unquote, getting along, and um, and people want that. People want people put prioritize security above everything else in their lives. Yeah, of course. That's why we have a surveillance state. Give me a second. Lighten the smoke. Lighten the smoke. So anyway, when it comes to um, comes to this whole Iran thing, I think the left in America is misplaying. I think the world stage is not responding correctly to what's literally happening. I mean, like. Why does anyone give a fuck about Iran? And literally just shot down a commercial airliner. Where are your priorities? Right. You know, Canada, we're your next door neighbor. We're your only other English speaking majority major country in the north, in the new world. And we're your next door neighbor and your biggest trading partner, like 80%. Yeah. And, um, they and, just killed a bunch of your citizens. Yeah. Like, wait, and they the, have a muted response. I know you like multiculturalism <laughs> because you, you're fascinated by like the melanin concentrations in people's skin. And like the affectations of, oh, this guy wears a hat. Oh, this guy has a funny thing on his belt. Like, but if you really care about people, you have to care about secular Western, secular humanism and Western values. Yeah, I mean, overall. Yeah, that has to be your biggest priority. Not right. that diverse, diversity again is diversity of thought. Yeah. And diversity of opportunity. It's not diversity of appearance. Of appearance. Yeah. Yep. Oh my god. Let's take a look at the little book. 
I feel like so many things have transpired. Okay, all right, we're smoking, right? So let's talk about this for a second. So oh. as of as of January first, yep. twenty twenty, United States, all tobacco products, dip, chew, smokes, including vaping products, nicotine products. Now it's twenty one and over, not fucking not, eighteen, not eighteen, and yep. so. It was amazing because I obviously do a lot of business at gas stations. And I literally watched this happen in Vero Beach the other day. It was hilarious. Girl walks in, say, "Hey, so let me get a pack of smokes." He goes, "Are you 21?" She goes, "No, I'm 20." She's like, "He's like the law is 21." I said, "I've been smoking since I was 18." <laughs> I paid my t- it's probably like, since I was 16, but I'll tell you. 18. But, it's like, but it's like, it's like I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. I mean, like, and it's hilarious too because we were talking about this. Like, imagine if like you're like you're trying to quit smoking. You pick up smoking at 18 for whatever reason. You're like, you right. know what? It's I'm over it. I want to quit smoking, and then um. And then they're like, oh, you can't buy nicotine products anymore. Right. So how are you supposed to quit? I mean, th- this type of prohibitionary Just thinking, be an adult and do cocaine. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like, again, this to me, like, this comes... So this cuts into the heart of, like, a lot of me and Andrew's, like, ideological overlap, which is that, like, you know... This isn't important. And even if it were, the state does not have a, a role to say in what you put into Sorry. your bodies. Right. You know, I mean, that's it. I mean, like, I think people really need to realize, that, like, that... The freedom to put a cigarette in your mouth is the same freedom to put a penis in your mouth. I mean, yeah. There's no difference. Well, I mean, it's it's completely ass backwards, though, too, because, I mean, we expect people to be able to vote for their, their betters, right? Like, the people, people who are smart and mature con- enough to decide whether not to invade right. a country and declare World War III. They're not smart, and they're, and they're smart enough to get drafted, but they're not, and they're smart enough to work a job and get paid taxes and, like, and they get all these risks in their life and drive right. a car at 16. You can drive right. a car at 16, but you can't smoke till you're 21. Which one? By the way, let's just be absolutely clear. I don't deny the fact that smoking is way more dangerous than driving a car. Sure. But don't kid yourself. The number one cause of death for people under 21 <laughs> is driving. Yeah. It's not fucking smoking. Yeah, it's also counterintuitive, too, and counterproductive because, like, you think that the party that's in power right now, you know, obviously the House of Representatives is, is predominantly Democrat, but... Um, you know, you've got you got Republicans uh, in control of the Senate and the executive branch, and they're doing things like this. And this is supposedly the party. I thought it was just Florida. This was this, a, this was this, was this federal? I thought this was federal. I thought it was Florida. I don't know. Oh, I don't fucking know. Maybe I should fucking get my facts straight. <laughs> but um, but I mean, it just it makes sense to me. But okay, even still though, because Florida, all three houses, uh, all three houses of con- or houses of Congress, all three branches of government yeah. are represented uh, by Republicans predominantly. I think we have majority. Yeah, but, but the thing is, like, po- politically, smoking is toxic. I understand. Okay, Unlike physically. But, no, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying as far as, like, if you're if you're supposed to be the party of fiscal responsibility, you're taking out a major, like, tax base there. Yeah, I mean, that reminds me, like, China, like, 10% of their tax revenue comes from smoking taxes. So, I mean, <laughs> what's going on there? It just No, to me, to me, like, put the money aside. It, to me, it's just about freedom. I mean, like, what kind of world do you want to... Don't be wrong. There are things I want to make illegal. I think cigarette butts should be illegal. This is the most common piece of litter in the world. And like the only way, and like the like, the private market is never going to get there until literally we're swimming in cigarette butts. So we have to literally say cigarette butts are legal. So you have to use it's bio- federal. Okay, it's federal. Yeah. You have to make a biodegradable cigarette filter. Like I'm okay with stuff like that. But like, and by the way, they can say you can't put nicotine in your cigarettes. I wouldn't care about that. That doesn't matter. My my issue is that they're literally telling you you can't smoke if you're under 21, but you can die in a myriad of other ways. I've had friends that got their legs blown off in fucking Afghanistan when they're 18 years old. Yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. And then, like, you look at the other things, like the ban on... Shout uh, out to Tommy. On the, <laughs> the ban on, uh, like, flavored e-cigarette products and things like that. Well, this is, like, an extension of, like, what happened 10 years ago when Obama was in 2008 when he, like, made, uh, like, cloves illegal. Which, by the way, we don't give a fuck what the government says. Come arrest me. This is from... These are the real cloves. These are the ones you had in high school. These are, like... The, these are from Indonesia. These are not the bullshit cigar wrapper ones that they have to sell in America now because, because of these fucking regulations. Cunts. No, it's just... It's fucking ridiculous. It, to me, it's just a really, it's a really big nanny state, and like, if you want people to be responsible, you have to. You're only responsible if you make the right choice when given a choice. Sure. If you're not given a choice, then that's not morality. Right. You know. <sighs> Bummer. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, I just think it's so. I think it's very irresponsible. Besides the nanny state, just like you know, again, people need to be able to to do what they want. And of course, if you're a smoker and you want to quit. Having access to nicotine products is important. Some people smoke at 14, 16, 18. They need access to these fucking products. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree with that. Is there some sort of provision where they can get it, like, medically? No. Like, if they have clearance from a doctor no. as far as, like, a I'm, path to quit? I'm sure, like, if you get enough piece of paper, you can do anything. But there's no way you can get a piece, piece of paper from your doctor and go to a convenience store and buy cigarettes. That's interesting. And, like, unlike medical... By the way, by the way, just to be clear, by the way, you can still buy marijuana at 18. I just want to say that. The human <laughs> brain stops developing at 25. And here's my whole thing about pot. Yeah, I smoked some of it growing up, and um, some people smoking they're really they're really productive, and other people 
smoke a shit ton of it and they're fucking potheads. They're dumb. They're stupid. They're basers. But like, but that's their choice. And like, I, to me, parenting is, is what's supposed to teach you like your values and like how right. to, um, and like what choices you should make. It shouldn't be up to the state to discipline you. It's up to your parents. And, um, uh, I mean, the fact that like marijuana, here's my whole point. Like marijuana does have deleterious effects on the brain. If you, especially if you smoke a shit ton of it before the age of 25, because it, it's been shown, like if you smoke a shit ton of marijuana before the age of 25, you could make yourself slow. Could. Depends how susceptible you are to the, to the drugs. Everyone has a different like, uh, right. uh, reaction to to the chemicals sure and uh yeah the fact that you can buy marijuana at 18 but you got to buy cigarettes at 21 is fucking retarded and and of course some people say well that's right Alex. that's why we need to make the, the smoking age of marijuana 25 but nobody's saying that <laughs> and so and by the way i wouldn't argue for that either you know and there's this whole like gateway drug idea both with tobacco and marijuana they say like you know people get hooked when they're young like that's everything in life yeah like everything like you get hooked at mcdonald's too when you're a right. kid are we gonna make mcdonald's illegal to your 21 are we gonna make it so that you can't buy fast food or unhealthy food to your 16 21 ounce year? maximum size sodas yeah it's just there's it's not a cohesive again tactics and strategy there's no strategy here yeah. it's just tactics which is so weird it just seems so out of line i don't understand what happened there <sighs> fucking ridiculous I mean, imagine if this happened under Clinton back in the day. Like, uh, Clinton smoking, like, fucking stogies on the fucking White House roof. Exactly. <laughs> like, laughing with, like, other heads of state. Well, like, the peasants aren't right. allowed to smoke. Yeah, like, uh, Kennedy's embargo on Cuba. And then he, like, imported, like... Bring me a whole fucking... Yeah, like, a cargo conta- container. Bring me a shipping <laughs> container of fucking cigars first. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, man, gotta have the sticks. That's why you got your head blown off. I'm just kidding. It's Inappropriate. All right, well, I'm... I'm I'm, I've said enough about that topic. <laughs> okay, right, sure, so we can move on. I don't care. I, yeah. We're just shooting the shit. Yeah. Other things that are in the news, like Puerto Rico, you know, the world's largest colony and the Commonwealth <laughs> of the United States. Um, you know, they've had they've had earthquakes since December 28th, and they've had massive ones every day, like 5, 6.0 on the Richter scale, and now it finally knocked off their power grid again. And, yeah, I mean, obviously this is just, you know, we feel for our fellow citizens. This is, this is a... This is obviously bad news. I actually got in some hot water on the internet. Uh, I posted. So what you? No. Okay. So a little a little geography lesson. So Puerto Rico is like a rectangle, right? At the bottom midpoint of that rectangle, I, I already lost half the audience. <laughs> one of the biggest cities is called Ponce. Geometry. I didn't sign up for this. One of the biggest cities is called Ponce. Ponce was the capital under the original quote unquote U.S. occupation, and then later the capital switched to San Juan. Uh, so, so originally, all the development happened in the south. That's where the that's where the the power grid is based off stuff like that. So every time something happens in the south, the whole island loses its power. And um, there's a phrase uh, in Puerto Rico about the city Ponce, which is Ponce es Ponce y lo demás es parking, which means like Ponce is Ponce and the rest of the world is parking. Like, yeah. like literally, like, we're the only city, right. And everyone else, you're just parking to get to our city. All those. And savages. so anyway, so I posted a photo of like that exact expression. With like literally a bunch of crushed cars under like parking lots, <laughs> and of course some of my Puerto Rican friends took uh, exception to that. Naturally, and they're like, you know, you're being a fucking asshole. Can't you have a little empathy? All this yeah. stuff. And I was like, I was like, wait a second. Literally zero people died. Sorry, one person died, and um, and I'm like, I'm literally posting a picture of inanimate objects being destroyed, property damage, like. And these are people who are literally by the way against consumers and stuff like that. And I'm posting like about like all this like consumer crap that's been destroyed, and um. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and then of course, then it immediately comes like the appeal to emotion, like you know, oh, you know, we were, you know, we were really scared, but we were packing our valuables, stuff like that, you know, you know, you're a fucking cunt, and I'm like, look, when people make jokes about Hurricane Andrew, right, you know, not that they do anymore, but when they make jokes about Hurricane, Andrew, I don't, I don't think they're, I don't, I don't feel personally victimized. I'm like, oh my god, you're talking about like when like our apartment got destroyed, and our car got destroyed, our Hurricane Andrew? No, you're not talking about me. You're making like we have this huge problem in comedy where. Where people, by the way, if everyone who has a phone is a journalist, and anyone who can make a joke is a comedian. Sure. No, maybe not good, maybe not famous, maybe not <laughs> useful. But I'm just saying, like, anyone can participate in any conversation. I don't believe in this whole stay in your lane bullshit. Yeah. Oh, you're not Puerto Rican. Oh, you can't talk about this. No, fuck that. I'll, I'll play by those rules when everyone stops talking about Israel. Anyway, which will never happen. So, yeah, I mean, you know, people are just talking about that kind of nonsense. I'm like, look, nobody's talking about your mom. Nobody's talking about you. I'm talking. I'm making fun. I'm making fun of the fact that, right. like, like. Look at this picture and look at this famous expression from the city of snobby fucks. And now, and by the way, that's what Ponce is known for. This is like where, like, like the snobby rich pricks in Puerto gotcha. Rico live. Old are, money. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I thought I, I had a cheap laugh at it, especially because there was no loss of life. But even if there was a fuck, even if a thousand people died, like, I'm going to make my fucking jokes. Like, like yeah. if I can laugh at Holocaust jokes, you can laugh 
and fucking like an earthquake in yeah. your fucking city. Well, and timing's everything, and you got to get there before it's stale. I mean, if you had said that several weeks down the line, people probably wouldn't have even like. That's another thing. Like people say, oh, it's too soon to make jokes. But like, you have to talk about things when they're relevant. Right. You know, the same people who are sharing memes about Trump in wake of like like killing Soleimani. Like the seconds later, yeah, are the same people who are chastising me for making jokes about the Puerto Rican like fucking earthquakes, and I'm just like, you know, you gotta suck. It. If you really care about Puerto Rican people, why haven't you called your congressman to petition for them to become a state so they can get the extra sixteen billion dollars a year to build their infrastructure? Oh, that's right, because you don't give a fuck. You're right. an opportunist. <laughs> yeah, these, of course, this is the biggest thing. People think I'm an opportunist, and maybe I am, but people, but people are like, oh, Alex, you're an opportunist, and they use it derisively, like to you to you're just, you know, people are down, you kicking them when they're down, and I'm like, and I'm like, actually, I'm. Making jokes about houses while it's they're observational, down. Observational, yeah. <laughs> oh, got them. <laughs> no, but it's just like it's it's just total bullshit. Like they're the opportunists because because they pick what they get offended by, right? And they choose. And like by the way, the one thing I had to say, to this guy, you know, he's a good friend. I like him a lot, but he, uh, I said like I know, I know this is uncomfortable for you to hear, but the truth is, you and I have done the exact same amount of good in the wake of these hurricanes, uh, the wake of these earthquakes. Right. Nothing. Yeah. We're shit posting on the internet, so like. Like I at least I employ fucking Puerto Ricans. Like, what do you do? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> for fuck's sake, I, I don't know. I just see it's, it's all it's all image crafting, posturing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's bullshit. And that's all my notes. <laughs> Damn. So all right, it's well. gonna be a short podcast. What are we gonna talk about? Maybe we will go short, but no, fucking um, I don't know. You can pull up BBC and see what's new. Yeah, let's uh, let's let's scour the uh, the waves and see what's uh, making the news here. Let's take a look. <clears throat> Um, let's see. Damn. The king, okay, here's here's one. Like some pop culture nonsense. Well, not pop culture, but like um, Prince Harry and his wife, Megan. That's the, oh, that's yep. the redhead, that's the good looking redhead guy and the hot light skinned black chick or the half black chick. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, they're like, uh, you know, we're stepping away from our royal duties. We want to have a normal life. We're thinking about moving to this America or Canada. One of those. I two. fucking I don't know. They're, they're, they're talking about moving to North America and like, and they're like, you know, we want to take a, we want to just live our normal life. I'm sixth in the line to the throne. I'm never gonna be king. Yeah. I don't want to do all this stuff now. Here's how I feel about that. One, of course, it's your freedom as an individual to do whatever the fuck you want. For God's sake, if his own like great uncle Edward hadn't fucking abdicated the throne, like, we would, you know, England would have sided with the Nazis. I mean, but like. So like there isn't there is an argument for people like just walking away from things, but abdication and walking away from your duties are two different things. Um, the only thing is they make a thing like oh well we're st- people immediately start criticizing. So you're still going to take a hundred million dollars a year from the state. Yeah. But 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 you're not going to do your responsibilities of of being like a symbol of the people and going to all these events and just showing up. And they said well, we're going to try to find a way to become financially independent. By the way, I don't deny they can. I'm sure plenty of people would pay these guys one hundred to three hundred thousand dollars a speech. To just talk and be famous. Well, that was like the big thing is that they were saying that they were collecting all this money, but they weren't really doing anything. In fact, they were causing more harm than good because they were like jetting around on private flights and, you know, going and hanging around with people who don't like fit the bill of like a, you know, a progressive, you know, a young progressive, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, like a royal. Yeah. Like a royal yeah, couple. Yeah, it's the whole thing. Like the royals. Like, like they should be steering us in a, in a, in a better direction. Um, yeah, I know that they had had some fallings out, I think, with, like, some of the other royals as far as, like, not acting royal enough. I know that the something to do with a foundation that was set up by, what's the other one? The other the one who's actually in line for the throne? Harry and... Char- Char- no, not Charles. What's... The- William. Phil- William? William. William. Yeah, him and his wife, and so they, like, split their foundations. She's and hot, too. I'm sure they're doing... Oh, <clears throat> Pippa? <clears throat> She's all right. She's all right. I think both those... Both their wives are hot. Oh yeah, they're playing way out of their their <laughs> league. That's for sure. Well, the redhead one's better looking, but the taller one looks like like Mister Baldhead. I mean, like he look, but he looks like a king. Hey I mean, man, he really powers a hell of a he drug. He looks like a British king. Yep. Um, yeah, for sure it is. See, so, yeah, that's my whole thing. I mean, like, yeah, go ahead, live your life, but don't don't pretend like you don't owe a duty to your people when you're a you literally are a public figurehead. Yeah. So don't pretend like. And it's not like they were uh, pushed out for hanging around said, with a pedophile. If he said, I'm leaving, and I'm going to use my own money, whatever the fuck that means, yeah. the, the money's already embezzled. Already, right. Yeah. And, and then, like, he's like, I'm going to strike on my own. And by the way, I'm, I'm a Republican, fuck the monar- fuck monarchy. Then I'd be like, God damn. All right, let's go. I, I was like, okay, well, I can respect that regardless of, like, the fact that you've had an amazing life given by on behalf of the people that support you. But, but yeah, I mean, people, again, it's always like this. Like, people want to play both sides. Yeah. It's like Kylie Jenner being the youngest self-made billionaire. It's like, oh, yes. okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's a very good example. Yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, self-made. Like everyone in your family's a millionaire, and yeah. now you're a millionaire too, and now you're a billionaire. Okay. Yeah. All right. Congrats. Good. Good work. Good work. It's amazing. Lip filler. There's yeah. a lot of money in that. Hey, <laughs> I guess so, man. Um, but uh, yeah. So my snarky little comment when you were talking was uh, about uh, Prince Andrew. You know, he like was forced to step down from all his royal yeah. duties or whatever. Yeah, because he was hanging out with that pedophile. Yep, ring. yep, yep. And then had that that guy who killed himself. Disastrous. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That disastrous interview. Uh, did you see the pictures? They like finally released some of the uh, pictures from the jail cell and everything. Uh, no, what happened? Oh, okay. So they had like. I mean, there was just all kinds of inconsistencies with somebody who's, like, supposedly on suicide watch. I mean, he had, like, several different, like, jumpsuits uh, in the room. He had pens and paper and was, like, writing notes. I see this and- says, like, BBC Epstein jail CCTV erased by technical errors. Oh, really? No, I mean, Is that co- new? It's a, okay. it's a cover-up. I mean, obviously. Yeah, obviously. He so, knew too much. It's just interesting, though, that they're getting more and more brazen. Like, they think the old tricks are still going to work, even though we have all this new technology and people are able to communicate. You can't sweep things under the rug like you no, used to. No, of to. course not. So, I mean, everybody knows. And, like, the thing is that I still, like, I cannot believe is that, like, where the fuck is this Ghislaine Maxwell woman, the one who's the daughter of the, you know, the Mossad double agent guy, Robert Maxwell, the media mogul, the guy who fucking Tomorrow Never Dies' villain was based off of. I mean, they still haven't fucking picked her up. I mean, she can't be hard to find. I mean, you've got all kinds of joint intelligence opera, uh, operations. Like, uh, this should be, like, real easy to find her and be able to string her up. But I think the, too many people are afraid of uh, what's going to happen. But I don't know. And then um, on that same note, you still have, uh, of, like, pulling the rug over everybody's eyes, you still have MSNBC putting up pictures of random Asians when they're trying to talk about Andrew Yang. Did you see that? Yeah, I mean, we can pivot back to American politics. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. Like, go figure. The two the two uh, heterodox candidates in the Democratic race, which are uh, Andrew Yang and Tulsi Gabbard, both their faces, they used the wrong face. Yeah. For the, they used Kirsten Gillibrand yeah. for fucking... For Tulsi and for Andrew Yang, they put up some random Asian guy. Yeah, Who yeah. Was the guy? They, uh, I guess his name is Jeff Yang. He like responded on Twitter and he was like, "Hey, uh, that's a picture of me, and I am definitely not running for president. So uh, do better." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I can believe that these things are accidents. At this no, point. no, no, not when it continuously happens like that. I mean, like, uh, what what is the? Uh, there's like an adage about that. It's like, um, what, fool me once. I don't know. It's not fool me once. Uh, I'll have to think about it. But it, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, I mean, uh, once is an accident, twice is intentional, kind of thing something to that effect but um three is just careless yeah right i guess i don't know does it circle back around um so yeah so that's they're they're obviously like continuously trying to uh sidecast him as a as a reasonable and and viable candidate which is really kind of disappointing because i mean he is catching like wildfire he raised more money in this quarter than than joe biden raised last quarter which is insane yeah yeah, and he's he, he's more money than the front runner. I, and you could just kind of see like the machine turning because you know they they you know tightened the rules. They're private donations, by the way. Mm-hmm. And they had tightened the rules on, um, you know, who would make the next debate and everything like that. And you could see that it's a concerted effort to be able to like cater to the individuals who have either money to spend or already have notoriety. Yeah, they showed something like like if they had had these same bullshit like gatekeeping rules in the seventies, like. By the way, Jimmy Carter was a horrible president, so maybe they should have had these fucking rules. But like, uh, Jimmy Carter was was polling at one percent during the same time in the primary in the seventies. So the fact that uh, like seventy six, so the fact that they like they try to like chastise Yang for having like four to five percent, and they're trying to like make like a five hard five like, percent yeah. rule for. By the way, through polls that they choose. Yeah, right. So they make, make polls that you can't possibly win. In. Right, of course. And he's made every other thing so far. He's been on every fucking yeah. debate, but he might not make the next debate because I know. Of these fucking bullshit rules and. <sighs> It's it's crazy. It's I think, rigged. I, I think people should. Yeah, I think people. Anyone who wants to be on that stage that pay, pays their. Anyone who's. I mean, you gotta have a reasonable number. Sure. But, but I think that reasonable number is like polling at at three percent. Yeah. Don't know, something. It's really it's really disappointing though too that like I mean they've tightened the rules to to such an extent that like only the people who have been. You know, in the seat of power already, like the the Bidens yeah, the machine, and like the re- yeah. yeah the recognizable candidates, um, are able to do so they unless you, unless you have you know a billion dollars and you can spend a hundred and thirty million dollars of your own money. You look at like there's a tautology. Yes, yeah, the, the ad buys though, and uh, I think it was uh, Tom Steyer and Mike Bloomberg have each spent over a hundred million dollars, um, 
Yeah, just to have the, individually just to, to have the yeah to be able to yeah to be able to show up in people's faces and they're like oh yeah you know what I would vote for that guy because they see a commercial a thirty second commercial sponsored by the campaign they're like he looks trustworthy. Well, this is why we have to move towards public elections. But like publicly funded elections are only going to happen if someone who's not someone like Joe Biden gets elected. Now, of course, Joe Biden said at the last debate, which by the way was the slowest, most boring debate I've seen yet. Like I, I really like like one or two ba- debates that go more. This last debate, I don't know if you watched it. It was so painful. It took me like seven days to watch it. <laughs> I would do like thirty minute sessions. Like, oh my god. Yeah. And well, this is this is what happens though. As you narrow down the field and you don't have the the that, at, or at least you don't give the time to the heterodox viewpoints. I mean, there's really no way for these guys to go back and forth at each other because they all agree on the basic principles. Fuck the people. That's 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 the the common refrain. Well, I was gonna say Joe Biden did say at the last debate, he goes like, I think we should all take a pledge right now to switch to publicly funded elections. But of course, they literally sidestepped in. They literally, I mean, it was a crazy. It was almost like the, the gatekeepers like, oh, oh, oh yeah, absolutely yeah. not. And they you said the quiet part out loud. Yeah, and so <laughs> they wouldn't do it. Now, of course, there's some funny things in that debate. They said like Joe Biden, are you gonna run for re-election? He goes, well, first I have to get elected, yeah. which is a clever. Obviously, the the right response right. politically. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just hilarious that these people like won't give up power and um. I just want the primary. I mean, so these elections take fucking forever. I just want these. Pri- I want. I want whatever North. Sorry, South Carolina and New Hampshire and Iowa to happen. I want Super Tuesday to happen. I want all the riffraff to shake out of the race. And I just want to see what happens. I'm yeah, so it's going to be interesting, though, too, because, I mean, like, the, I, I really think that, like, the Democrats are kind of overplaying their hand here with respect to uh, withholding the articles of impeachment because. Yeah, we should talk about that. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, it's going to come down to brass tacks and. You know, we're going to edge closer and closer to the primaries, or I'm sorry, the early states, and then also um, Super Tuesday, and then it's just going to be like, okay, well, you guys have been sitting on your hands for long enough, and that's going to... The same people who bitched about the Senate, not have, rightfully so, about not having a vote for Merrick Garland to be on the Supreme Court, sure. are the same Democrats saying, like, we can't submit the articles of impeachment to the Senate because because we want to wait till it's, like, politically convenient for us. Yeah, well, which is amazing, too, because, like, they keep arguing that they need to be able to have... Um, uh, what's it called? They need to be able to have like witnesses and everything come forward in the trial, and it's like, no, no, no. See, that was the house's job. Like your guys is, uh, like, your guys's job was to establish the case for impeachment, right? You present your evidence to the Senate. The Senate then has a trial where they view the they, they, they review the evidence yeah. and then they make a decision. We want more evidence. Yeah, it's like, well, then why did you go forward with impeachment? I mean, it's like. Uh, you're putting the cart before the horse. I mean, if you didn't think you had the numbers, you didn't think you had the evidence, then you, you shouldn't have gone forward. I mean, you could you could see right through it. I mean... Yeah, well, Nancy Pelosi's an idiot. I, I think she's not in control anymore. Well, she's certainly not in control of her party. Yeah, that's, why that's what was, I mean. That's why she was forced right. to fucking... To, obviously, this was never her plan. Yeah, she plays a different. There's like game. a 15-second like clip of her, like somebody I forget who it is. It's a sit-down interview, and they're like, "Well, why did you decide to go forward with impeachment?" And she's like, uh, yeah. "She like babbles through it. She's like, she's like, oh yeah. So you know, we uh, we saw the evidence and uh, we reviewed it, and we we thought we could see some more, and so we needed to get to the bottom of it, and so you know, quid pro quo, uh, bribery, and then that's like the end of the clip, and it's like the entire thing is just like one nonsensical utterance after another, and. I mean, the fact is that it just doesn't seem that there's anything there. Like, when I, I early on an earlier podcast, I said that I think that they should move forward with impeachment just even if, I know it's not going to pass, and obviously it's a big waste of time and taxpayer money, but the fact is is that, like, neither side was going to be happy until somebody, like, decided to move a piece to try to take another one off the board. And now yeah. they're, they're playing this whole stalemate again, and it's like, hey, there should be a fucking clock on this shit. Yeah, I'm thinking about chess, too. Yeah. <laughs> It's unbelievable. And, like, you know, Andrew Yang said it best, and we've talked about this before. Like, you know, every minute that we talk about Trump being a cunt or this impeachment, like, fucking, like, like sideshow, we're not presenting a positive vision of the future to the American Republic. And so we're just digging our own graves. I mean, yeah. if you want to turn TV into the Trump channel more than it already is, you're just giving him free advertising. Yeah, for most, sure. Most people vote on name recognition. Right, of course. And, um, and then also, I mean, you make him like a like a pariah, right? So, you, I mean, you're sitting there and, like— And you exonerate him yeah. by, by, by not— we're not talking about O.J. Simpson here. Right. You know, when, when they say when they say on national television, like, Trump has not been successfully removed from office, the American people are going to hear there was nothing there. Nothing there. He's, he's, no, they're there. Yeah, a nothing yeah. burger. Yeah, a nothing burger. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's it's a shame. But this is this is where we're at. This is what happens when you have, uh, you know, democracy. Democracy in action. An uninformed electorate. I'm going to tell you a personal story that I just did the other day. Oh, okay. Oh, do you want to talk about the fun party that you had the other day? <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to say about that. Oh, Whoa. news for the fans? Yeah, yeah. 
All right, fuck it. Yeah, uh, my wife's pregnant. She probably Woo! Like yeah, yeah. My wife Brynja's pregnant. She's three months pregnant with her first child. Hopefully, everything. May your first child be a blessed one. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm planning on moving to Iceland in uh, May first uh, to spend the last trimester there with her, and then I'm gonna do my three years there to get my European passport and or my Icelandic passport, which will get me European access. And yeah, that's that. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. But until then, we plan to keep uh, keep on bringing you guys cool episodes. And even once I live in Iceland, I plan to come back here every six weeks for a week. So we'll be sure to get an episode in every time. Uh, yeah, for sure. And then we'll figure out some sort of like way to do that oh, via good. remote. Oh, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> I hear the uh, the internet is very very good in Iceland. Well, they they love watching TV, and they're stuck during all these blizzards. So they Netflix and chills a real big thing there. That and like get drunk and have sex with some random person. That's nice. the two things. Well, that'll work out really well. <laughs> I remember, like, uh, I had a friend who, like, worked in South Korea, and he told me, like, because the winters there are way harsher than Iceland, even though you, you don't think about it that way. When you think about South Korea, I think most Americans think about South Korea, they don't even know what the fuck it looks like. But the point is, like, it's so fucking cold during the winter. Like, he's like, you got five months to get drunk and fuck everything under the sun. <laughs> but then you, everyone pairs up right before the winter hits, so they have sure. someone to stay with for the holidays. Yep. You know, and then, and then everyone breaks up in the spring. Amazing. But, yeah, Iceland has a similar phenomenon with the winter there because it's so miserable. That, uh, you know, everyone's just fucking around, fucking around. And then literally everyone stays home and Netflix and chill for like fucking five months out of the year. Doesn't sound like a bad existence. It's like hibernation. Boring. But yeah. Yeah, whatever. You'll find something to do. But yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So my friend Jared was over and he's like a like a real like naturalist. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like open minded. Uh, he's he's a yeah, I don't really want to use a tech because you can be open minded and be from any political spectrum. But this is a guy who literally, you know. You know, he's on the left. He has plenty of, like, reasonable critiques of the world he sees. and But but unlike a lot of other people, like, he really walks the walk. I mean, this guy goes into, like, into the woods every year for a month or two and does fucking nothing. And, except, like, you know, live off the land. And um, one of our hobbies when he comes to town is we go friggin' and we go dumpster diving. We went behind Aldi's. But unfortunately, I don't know, the dumpster was, like, empty. But it was so funny. There was, like, five bags of, like, red delicious apples. Perfect condition. But even a perfect condition, red delicious apples, disgusting. Nobody wants those because they're so mealy. yeah, yeah. And so, um, but we did find two bags of peppers that are in perfect condition. And yeah, I took them home. I froze them. And I cooked some of them today for breakfast. And they're fucking dank. I mean, nice. guys, I highly recommend this. If you go to Aldi one hour, you go to any of these places one hour after they close, Aldi's or Trader Joe's. One time we went and like you go behind Trader Joe's. So here's something you guys didn't know. If, a, if one bottle of wine cracks in a case of wine, they throw out the whole case. They have to. So we've picked up one time four cases of wine. Now, of course, you're saying this two-buck chuck at Trader Joe's, but it's not bad. Penguin wine ain't bad. That's the name of it, I think, Black, uh, Penguin. Anyway, fucking, yeah, I mean, you can get so much stuff for free if you go in the dumpster one hour after closing. Yeah. I, I really do like it. I think it's fun. I like the. It brings me back to being sick. I feel like I'm 16 again. I'm, like, sneaking around. <laughs> I'm afraid of getting arrested. Scavenging. Yeah, I'm scavenging. It's, I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, I think there's some some interesting startups uh, that I've seen recently. I, one of them's called, like, Ugly... Ugly, yeah. They take all the produce, all yeah. the produce that they won't, the supermarkets won't buy, and they sell it at another place without any packaging. Yeah, it's great. Steep discount. Yeah, of course. And by the way, we're talking about things that already cost. Like, for example, if you get a cucumber at Publix, it's a dollar. If you go to the Mexican Ghetto in Lake Worth, it's sixty nine cents. I was just there yesterday. Super dank. I highly recommend getting these. Uh, they, they got these. This got this hidden taco place on Lake Worth Road in Casa Vieja, like right next to Dixie. Anyway, the point is, <laughs> dude, <laughs> oh, just plugging everything. I know. Fuck it. But uh, oh my god, what the fuck was I gonna say? I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead. That's what happens that. when you drink a bottle of wine no, right out of the bottle. I'm, I'm just like, kidding. It's like when you're talking about one sentence, you're like, oh, I got to think about this other thing. So you say it, and then you're like, oh, fuck, what was I thinking about? You know, these run-on sentences. But yeah, I mean, I, just, <laughs> I highly recommend friggin'. I don't know. I'm going to go back to that. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a lot of fun, and like, it is interesting. Th- oh, yeah. So there are other companies that like, they take the food that isn't sold at these grocery stores, and they redistribute it to the poor and the homeless. And I think that's obviously a great thing to do. I mean... We don't need to. We don't even need to donate food to to these food kitchens. We can literally have Publix drop off their shit every day, or we have right. a van pick it up. Yeah. And they take it like that's what we're cooking tomorrow. Yeah. And you can make a fat ass dank stew and some fucking meat every day. Yeah. And obviously, uh, you know, I don't say a lot of good things about France, but I do think it's great that they made it illegal to throw out uh, fucking perfectly good food. I was just having a conversation with my significant the other uh, other the other day about how. Uh, there are people that continuously get arrested because they'll they'll go out and they'll you know they'll cook these like large plates of food or you know whatever pans of food and they'll go out and they'll feed the homeless. That's and, legal. Yeah, I know, and it's illegal, and they'll just continue to to arrest these guys for the doing... government. The government pretends like oh well, 
It's about the safety of the homeless. These people shoot heroin and live yes. on the street. Yeah. And are like dirty needles. Yeah. Live in their own feces. They're super dangerous. They, their lifestyles are already really un, un, uncleanly. So like, don't pretend like you give a shit that they're eating like right. day old cabbage. Yeah, and it's also it's kind of like a problem that would self resolve too. But like they'll you know they always complain about them loitering in public areas, and it's like if they were if they were happy and healthy or moderately healthy, they probably wouldn't be coming around asking people for money, asking people for fucking. And here's the thing about the here's the thing about the regulation like idea like you can regulate your way out of anything, like think about what actually gets shut down every day. I've never heard of a church like. Accidentally poison a tree. I've heard of churches purposely poison people like Jonestown. Yeah, but, but like shout uh, out. What, what was the code word? White, white night, white night. <laughs> that was like, and then I had to go drink the Kool Aid. But anyway, yeah, I mean, who gets shut down? I mean, Chipotle has like like fifty outbreaks of listeria every fucking year, All the and they're time. worried about like the church handing out fucking like like fresh food cooked to people for yeah. people. No, no, it's it's about the, it's about. I think it's a honestly. I think it's the war on poverty, like, and I don't mean like the one that that uh, Lyndon B. Johnson started. I'm talking about like the real one, like right. you know, the war on poor people. Yeah. You know, fucking pe- fucking people over who really just need a break. Right. <laughs> right. Oh. oh no. We done. We just died. Camera died. Nice. All right. Well, fuck it. All right. Well, we can keep going though. Just let's close it up. Okay, guys. So so for those of you who don't know, like our camera literally just shot out. But honestly, I think as far as like fun quick and fast episodes i think we hit what we need to hit and yeah we got, we got our like demo for this video so we can really see how it worked out and we'll uh you know we'll do our best to sync this up and we'll see how it looks on the after and we'll make our the necessary adjustments absolutely so uh you've been a part of the trial run of the first episode the first season of the absurd podcast. of the absurd podcast mm-hmm. so uh thanks for coming in and uh, do you have any more closing remarks well i mean it's just like I hope everyone had a good Christmas and New Year's and whatever you celebrate. Welcome to 2020, the year that sounds super futuristic. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Take care. Be well. God bless.